Welcome to the Risk and Repeat Podcast, episode number 94. I'm Rob Wright, editor of Search Security, and I am here, as usual, once again, with my site editor, Peter Lotion. Peter, welcome back. Hi, Rob. Peter, you've been a little under the weather. Uh, it's been a while since we've been here in the studio, which has been reconfigured. That's true. It's good to have you back, though. It's good to be back. Well, we'll let, let's get right into it because well, I wanted—I've been dying to talk about this subject ever since you wrote a story about the the news that was announced. Uh, we're going to talk about cybersecurity insurance, specifically a recent announcement that was made by three companies, four companies actually. Um, It's—I I don't want to—I hate using the term game changer. An old uh, old colleague of mine used to—he he loved using that term. And eventually it started to wear down because not everything can be a game changer. And if you call everything a game changer, then the term, it starts to lose its its weight. But this was pretty important. Uh, for those that don't know, major insurance provider Alliance, uh, about a week ago, a uh, little longer, I guess half, now, yeah. they announced in conjunction with Apple and Cisco and a third party of professional services firm Aon, is it Aon? Is that how it's pronounced? Sure. That's how I'm going to pronounce it. That's how we're pronouncing it, yes. They announced an alliance that, I'll boil it down for the important parts, basically an alliance that was going to give uh, sort of beneficial cybersecurity insurance terms to companies that fit a certain profile, and that profile would include using Apple products and using uh Cisco technology, specifically Cisco's ransomware defense. Exactly. And this thing, this announcement was interesting. This alliance is interesting for a number of reasons. And Peter, correct me if I'm wrong, but Aon basically comes in because they would do sort of a, they would conduct an assessment of your security posture and sort of make sure that you were using the uh, requisite products, that you had a certain percentage of your infrastructure or endpoint devices were Apple and um, that you did in fact have the Cisco ransomware defense product, correct? That is correct. Now, Aon already has a, a uh, sort of an interactive page where you can go in, answer a few questions, and they'll give you some kind of an indicator of how strong your uh, defenses are or how, how much you should be concerned. It's, it's, it's not, uh, I mean, it's far from diagnostic but it but it can give you some directions and what they're offering through this program is something that, that goes into somewhat more detail and more depth and um, my understanding is that there's a uh, there's a human element in there as well where there's a um, some interaction where you respond to questions and and you and you get more out of it and they're also doing incident response as, as I recall right that's right that's a very important part of the of the discussion too is that they in addition to basically saying we're going to give you beneficial cybersecurity insurance terms and and we'll get into what that means in just a second they're also providing incident response services which is I mean incident response services are you know this is kind of a duh statement it's really important. As is uh, Cisco yeah. is, is going to be offering as well. Right, right. They And, and they're using yeah. Cisco Talos uh, uh, research to, to enhance those um, incident response services. So, yeah, no, it's a, it's a pretty important development. And 
one of the things that makes it interesting is that well, we've, we've been hearing about this sort of thing taking place now for a while where cybersecurity or rather insurance firms were going to start to offer cybersecurity insurance based on what you actually had under the hood. And now previously, for, for quite some time, it's cyber, cybersecurity insurance was, or cyber insurance, whatever you want to call it, it was just kind of, it was generic. It was based on a few sort of check boxes and, and okay, well, here are your terms and, and no real sort of understanding of, well, do these companies have any serious vulnerabilities? What's their risk profile? What's their specific risk profile? Not based on industry. And it's, I don't know, it's, it's really bizarre because, you know, I, I did an interview, Peter, with Jeremiah Grossman, Sentinel One, who's got some experience with this stuff, you know, he, he Sentinel One does the uh, ransomware product warranty for its, its ransomware defense uh, uh, technology. And so he knows a little bit about that and about the cyber uh, cybersecurity insurance game. And, you know, he, he told me, he said, oh, it used to be just, the, the, he, he said the cybersecurity insurance market was just like, it's just kind of been the wild west. And you would, you would just sort of sit down with some insurance companies and they would ask you three questions. What industry are you in? Because certain industries have higher risk profiles than other, right. others. You know, financial services may be a bigger, or healthcare may be a bigger risk than, I don't know, um, maybe manufacturing or whatever. Uh, second, how many records are you storing? Because they, they calculate your risk based on you know, how much data you have and how many notifications there are going to be about, you know, uh, customer data or, or whatever in the event of a breach. But that makes sense. And third, how much revenue you're doing. So the, it's funny because now you're saying this and those are pretty much the same questions that the Aon uh, evaluation tool right. that I mentioned. Not not part of this program, but but just in general entry entry level. What industry are you in? How much do you make? And how many records do you have? And there might have been one or two other questions as well, but that was the, the, the gist is that they're looking for. So, so that's an interesting data point right there. But um, yeah, those are, it's early days for, for cyber insurance. Um, yeah. And, and insurance is a very uh, extremely conservative business because if they get something wrong and people start buying insurance coverage that winds up to be unsustainable to the company, that that's not good for anybody. Yeah, no, it's not. And to, to make an important note about what Grossman had been telling me, you know, he was saying that, you know, if you want a, a 250 million cyber insurance policy, they're going to send people in to do a, a, a risk assessment, a risk profile, which that makes sense. But like to get just sort of a generic policy, it's like it's like a survey that goes not. not I'm not saying, that, you know, straws or any specific insurer, but like it's like a survey that goes into the CISO and it's like, tell me about your IT environment. Well, I could tell you anything I could. I mean, I could I could answer any questions. So on one hand. Like, I, I think this was an important development because we do need sort of, if the cybersecurity insurance market is gonna be worth anything, if it's gonna be a functional part of 
enterprises cyber security and you know or cyber insurance uh, cyber security postures it's got to be done right because what's the point in having bad policies that insurers are going to you know look at and say oh well we didn't know you had all these catastrophic vulnerabilities and that you don't patch and you don't do this or that and then they're going to try to get out of paying which is what insurance companies do i mean i'm not telling you or anybody else anything that they don't already know but the fact that that in this case this alliance is is going to you know there's going to be due diligence they're going to look at this stuff they want specific they want to know if you are running specific you know vendor products or if you have a specific ransomware defense solution or product or whatever in place to protect yourself i think that's a good thing now you and I have talked about this offline, Peter. When this announcement came out, it was weird because they kind of downplayed the insurance angle. And I'm not really sure, why, I don't really understand what the point of it was. So, so the announcement, the joint announcement through these four companies, it says, you know, Cisco, Apple, Aon, Alliance introduce a first in cyber risk management. And the first line of the press release is, you know, Cisco, Apple, Aon, and Alliance today announced a new cyber risk management solution for businesses comprised of cyber resilience evaluation services from Aon, the most secure technology from Cisco and Apple, and options for enhanced cyber insurance com coverage from Alliance. I mean, all of those things are true, but I don't understand why they're kind of leading with like cyber risk management. It's not... I mean, I guess that that is a part of it, but but really, the the big news here is, is that they're like they are going to give you a specific policy with beneficial terms, and those beneficial terms are, and this is the real kicker, uh, the the enhanced cyber insurance coverage will potentially include quote market leading policy coverage terms and conditions, including potentially qualifying for lower or even no deductibles no deductibles that's nice that's pretty nice well, exactly but now the funny thing is is that when you go to when you go to your big box retailer selling electronics yep when you buy let's say a power strip and you go to the checkout and the checkout person will say oh do you want to buy a warranty on this <laughs> yeah right you, it's great coverage, mm. and the, the the and my response to that is always no thanks because my power cable is only I'm spending thirteen dollars on a power cable on a on a power strip let's say yeah and they want two dollars for warranty but if there's something but there's no moving parts there no there's um there's very there's relatively little that can go wrong. Uh, that's not going to go wrong out of the box or right. in the first month or so when I have a, you know, when I can bring it back to the store and say this didn't work. Yep. Um, there's no benefit to me to buy that warranty, which is a kind of insurance. Let's, you know, it's sort of, it's a way for me to manage risk. And, uh, but it's a profit center for the, for the company. Yep. Now, if, if you are selling if you're telling people that you that we will give you no deductible on insurance against uh, certain things happening to your iPhones and no deductible on that, well, that's great. Except if 
using those iPhones is going to prevent that risk happening at all, in which case the insurance company can offer the coverage without deductibles because they know they're not going to be paying out. If the, you know, if the company says we've got 100% of our phones are iPhones and, all of our, and we have uh, 500 tablets and they're all iPads, when you make a claim and you show that you've that 200 um, non iPads were damaged, the insurance company comes back and says, "Well, we don't cover that part. That's <laughs> not the part that yep. comes without deductible. That's the part that comes with a deductible because there's an actual risk of it happening." Right. So, I think that's to some extent what's going on here. And just to jump to the next part of the question is. We don't have a lot of details about this whole program. Right. The, I asked a lot of questions from Apple, Aon, Allianz, and Cisco, and the details, the the, the, the you know what the actual deal is going to be. That nobody was able to give me a response that said, if you do X or have X or uh, you know these conditions, right. these are, this is going to be the discount you get or the um, this is what you need to do to get no deductible, right? Or this is how much it's going to cost, or none of that stuff. And so, to some extent, so you know, you know how sometimes companies get together. They somebody had a bright idea. Let's make this thing. It'll be great. They they make an announcement. They have a joint press conference, joint press release. Yep. They don't give out the details yet. They're just waiting for people to respond and to to request it. And if it doesn't hit a, a nerve with people. You know, th- which is why I'm going to suggest that we come back to this topic a year from now. You know, just say, okay, in one year, let's revisit this and see what's happened to that whole thing. Because this has, just has that feel to me of, of the kind of thing that's a big announcement that ultimately won't turn out to be anything. But, I, but that doesn't mean it's not important. Right. No, no, I know what you mean. It's, be- how, how can you know if it's really going to have a big impact if you don't know what the terms Right. We're going to be like, how much Apple product do I really need to be running? And what does it matter? I'm not going to be running Apple servers in my network. So how does that, you, you know what I'm saying? Like this seems more like a, like a very endpoint sort of heavy. Right. Yeah. And the Cisco, approach. the Cisco product is for, is for ransomware. It's not yeah. for, you know, for, for enterprise security is for, right. ran- so we're talking about ransomware and, and apparently. And, yeah. And what, 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 um, I mean, how do you, how do you, that's the other thing, like, I know we, we, everyone knows what ransomware is, but how do you define it? What, what if you get hit with a ransomware variant and it just locks your system and no one ever demands payment? Is that ransomware? Actually, the, the announcements refer to ransomware and other malware. So they're, you know, they're, they're not going to, I don't think they're, they're playing games here, but I do think that What's important is the fact that these four companies got together and said, look, we see a need, and here's a, a solution. I think other companies are going to have to evaluate whether or not their products can stand up to um, the kind of, of challenges that, that apparently Allianz, Aon decided were, were benefits of having Cisco ransomware protection and Apple mobile products. Right. I, believe, I believe that's what it's about. It, you pronounce it uh, Allianz? Is that I, how it... I, I believe it's a German company. So I thought it was Allianz. Eh, tom- tomato, tomato, whatever. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, well, no, you, you, you hit on some great points, and I, I mean, I know when I saw this, like my first reaction was uh, obviously, oh, this is kind of an important development for cybersecurity insurance. And then it was followed by exactly what you're saying. Well, what are the details here? I mean, what what do I have to do to get to meet these policies and what's really covered? And, and what do you what do you mean by like what what if it's a cyber attack that doesn't what if it's fileless malware? What if it's what if it's just a breach? What if it's an exposed Amazon S3? You don't know. You don't know what's what's covered and what's going to be a disqualifier and so on and so forth. So it'll be interesting to see how this comes out in practice. Which I'm, I'm sure we're going to hear about it. My third thought, though, was, what a great deal for Apple. I mean, what a what a what a beaut this is for Apple, because Apple. I mean, what do they have to do here? Nothing. Nothing. They they get this this announcement. They get to be part of this alliance. They get the branding to be seen as more secure than their counterparts, and 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 and, and a lot of cases maybe they are. But are they really that much secure than most other sort of leading vendors? I mean, we we've seen some things recently with Apple, Peter, that have not been great. The High Sierra flaw, the the iBoot source code just kind of showing up. It, it's been exposed for a year, and it's just showing up now. And Apple didn't know about it. I mean, it's not great, and. Okay, yes, you can have my iPhone when you pry it from my cold, dead hands, Peter. <laughs> but at the same time, like, I don't, I mean, like, how much, how much money should I really be, be saving? Like, like, how much more beneficial is my security posture with Apple endpoint products, mobile devices, than than just your regular, you know what, like that's kind of hard to quantify. And I guess we are going to see, I mean, what's going to be fascinating is five years from now, if this is sort of the norm, you get multiple insurance companies and multiple, you know, clients to sit down and, and you start doing reviews. Okay. Do they have fewer security incidents? Well, yeah. I mean that, but that's the criteria that the insurance companies have to use to, to decide what's worth insuring. Right, what's right. profitable for them to insure? I, I think that the, that over over time, the longer term trend is going to because because this get, this it pack it bundles not just the insurance but other pieces of the security puzzle. Right, right. You, there's no single you know. When I first started out in TCP/IP networking, uh, I remember hearing about the firewall. The firewall is what keeps us safe. The firewall is what keeps the bad packets out. For sure. The firewall is what is our security. Like, this is how we use security. Firewall. There wasn't... Uh, it I was mean, the only security. It was, that, yeah, it was all, know, all... Back yeah, then. It was all there was. But but the, 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 the issue that we're facing now is that you can't just have one product that's going to secure you. Right. You've right. got to have this multi-layer. And I think that, you know, when we talk about risk management, that's... Outside of cyber, outside of the information technology field, risk management means insurance yeah. to a large extent. So, yeah. so you're looking at trying to quantify your risks, and I think for um, for all but the very biggest companies, this is ha really hard. There's not enough people to, who know how to do it. Yeah. It costs a lot to get those people, and yeah. it's still not certain. So, if if vendors can put themselves together and say, "Look, this is a, a an intransigent 
intransigent problem, but here's a solution that will help right. and give you a way to deploy security in depth and give you a way to, to recover even if you get hit with, with a bad attack. That's what we need to make all of this technology usable despite the fact that there's all these criminals trying to yep. break your doors down and steal your money. Yeah. Good point. But yeah, I mean we're 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 at the beginning. We're not We're you know, we're at the infancy of of new developments yeah. for cybersecurity insurance. It's going to be it's going to get a lot more complex. You're going to I think you're going to certainly start to see less of the generic questionnaires and more are you using X, Y, and Z? And then maybe even things like, I don't know, uh, not just specific vendors, but I mean, basic things like, do you have a CISO? Like how many people are on your security team? Yeah. What is, what's your patch management process? Things like that. And oh, by the way, do you have exposed uh, Amazon S3 buckets or other <laughs> you know, cloud <laughs> services? So, yeah. And I, th- I think what might come out of this is more companies that are that are providing security as a service. Oh yeah, because oh that because like that train's coming. It's got to yeah, it's got to because because if you're if you're doing ten million dollars in business, you're a small up and coming company, or or you're not up and coming. You're established. You're just doing. You're not big enough to uh, to be able to afford to, to to be able to spend the kind of money that you need to to, to secure yourself. Why not be able to go to a service that takes care of that that assigns somebody to manage your yeah. patching? Yeah, that yeah. assigns somebody to manage your your updating or your evaluation of pro- of new products and new I services. Agree. Yeah. So, well, Peter, thank you for doing that story, and thank you for giving us a topic to discuss today. I I'm fascinated to see where this is going to go. As are you, and uh, I guess maybe we should start looking at uh, insurance policies, like. For, our, for ourselves, personal mm, cybersecurity. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think we're there yet, yeah. but, but soon, okay, yeah, maybe maybe soon. next year. Um, well, thank you for joining me, as usual. Always glad to be here, Rob. And thank you to the readers and listeners of Search Security. I'm Rob Wright, and we will see you next time.